Okay, so a woman is giving birth, and a doctor's helping her deliver the baby. Once the baby's out, the doctor lifts up the infant, and after giving it a quick look, grabs its legs. He then slams the baby's body against the delivery table, against the floor, and against、oh、the wall. Oh my god! What is? What the fuck is up with your cat? I don't know. She's a million years old. Shut up! This is funny. <laughs> the mother is watching this bloody scene and screams, "Stop! Stop it! What are you doing with my child?" And the doc starts laughing and says, "Just kidding. It was already dead." This is how you want to start the show. <sighs> Yeah. This is all. That is awful. I've been holding that in for like ever. Like、so、a、long. fart. Like a <laughs> fart. Like a literal fart in the mouth. <laughs> Just as noxious and unwelcome. It's like, hey, I got this great ba- dead baby joke. It's good, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Any worse than you're? You're a dumpster full of babies and one <laughs> eating its way out.、Ugh. No, it's not. So I'm I'm taking organic chemistry again,、mm-hmm. uh, and I'm calling this this semester organic chemistry the revenge. <laughs> You know what's funny? I, I'm like a lot of people. I think I, I think I was misled into believing that you really didn't have to read the book that much because they wanted you to just go by what was in class. But I、Who、swear to God, who told you that? <laughs> well, a、teacher? couple of the TAs. No, the、oh, couple、really? of the TAs. They were like, no, no, no. You're better off just writing down what he says and then memorizing that.、And、I'm like, okay, fine. So, but this <laughs> this time around, I'm actually reading the book, and I was like, holy shit! I was really fucking drunk that semester. <laughs> I, I was like remembering, going, oh God, this semester's so. Tough. I guess I need to fucking drink wine until. Oh, I have wine. I forgot. I should have brought it upstairs. No, to, right now I have it. I should have brought it upstairs. No, that's all right. No, I'll go without. Anyways, so anyway, I I, I just keep realizing. I'm like, holy shit! This is why I did not do well because I was drinking like two and three times a week. It was、Jeez. pretty bad. Yeah. And then and then in later semesters I was like, yeah, but I'm doing it so that I can sleep because I need sleep in order to remember the things I、okay. drunkenly forgot. You know how bad it sounds. I need to drink so I can sleep. Well, I wasn't for some. Reason I also wasn't sleeping that much、yeah. during that time. It was it was kind of bad. Like yeah, I, but I mean, it's kind of like saying <clears throat> I drink to make the voices go away. And then when they come back, they're like, "Keep drinking." Right. <laughs> Whenever、22. you have to turn to alcohol to to in order for you to do something normal. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta drive a car. <laughs> I gotta、on. drink so I can drive a car. <laughs> But you know, it's like the people who say I'm I can never wake up until I get coffee, right? There are people. Ah,、uh, well, no, I wake. Say, I, I never wake fully wake up. up until I have a coffee, right? I just enjoy that in the morning. Well, there's a difference you know? between enjoying it and then feeling like you absolutely must have it in order to function. Well,、right? I mean, if the the world collapsed, I mean, which will probably happen pretty soon. Yeah.、Uh, and there was no coffee around, I'd be like, all right, gotta get up and go hunting. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> how bad? Let's say just add just one day, all imports of anything with caffeine. In it, stop! Right? Oh my God! Where am I going to get my mocha latte? Shaka flaka flaka flaka! What the day to have that? I want to see the manager. In twenty-four hours, everyone goes into caffeine withdrawal. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever gone into full caffeine withdrawal? Yeah, I get headaches, dizzy. I got the worst headache of my entire life when I tried to quit caffeine. Was it I, combined with the uh, with a uh, 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 what do you call it? Migraine? No, this was a different pain than a migraine. This is I, a much different pain than a migraine. I can't. Remember the worst. I, you know what? I I can say it. My hate my, when I get headaches and they're and they're like bad headaches. They're they're pretty painful. They're like、yeah. they're like to the point where 
my I don't know like I I, I want to shut my eyes and like and like bury my head in sand yeah 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 you know um like it feels like it feels like uh what do, how can I imagine I mean like someone is taking steel wool and like scrubbing the nerves in the back of my neck oh in the back of your neck you know oh wait here's a good description right did okay. you ever see 127 hours uh that's when he was had to cut his arm off yeah and then there's a scene where you see him actually cutting through his arms and the yes. nerves I know when and it, there's a when, particular nerve that he has to cut and it, when he cuts it it goes quang yeah it's a great like, scene uh, imagine it works that, so well imagine that all in the back of your neck that's what my headaches feel like sometimes. They're in the back of your neck, though. Back of my neck, front of my face, under my under my eyes, like a right. sinus sinus thing, an ear thing. So the, it's a the most I could describe a migraine is is that everybody's migraines are a little bit different on how they present, but it's kind of like for me behind either my left or right eye, deep. Not like oh, I can just rub my skin and it'll feel better or whatever. Or I put a everyone does that anyway. Hold on, let me go to the ice pick. Yeah, <laughs> it's deep in there. And the other thing is is that for me, every single fucking smell sound everything light makes it hurt more if someone walked in and they had bleach i it would cause the pain to get even worse you could become so intolerant to the for me you get so i become so intolerant of any kind of uh, outside perception so anything can't watch tv can't listen to music can't do anything there's nothing what would happen if you better. were to take something like a, a really hot bath no well i mean it might help me relax which might ease the migraine a little bit but the only thing that ever really works is laying in the dark and masturbating quiet. yeah and yeah because that that works great do you know how many fucking people have convinced me oh i have the cure for a migraine and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about and i dated a girl i'm who sorry told me, i just made that up you're like no <laughs> who told me who told me you know what having sex would make it better it does it it doesn't make it better now it you're ex- now your now your mind is freudianly con- combining pain with sex pain and you're, with sex. And you're right. like your, your brain is going okay so now every time you want to come you have to be putting an ice pick into your testicles and because of the nature of my migraines i get them when i release stress i don't have them when i'm stressed so when i give up stress is when i get a migraine now that i know so if you exercise it makes it worse actually walking makes it feel a little bit better but um but like if i'm worried about something like opening night on a play that i wrote or you know christmas day or halloween or whatever on those days i have a migraine because i let the stress go and the days here, yippee. So everything that I planned for, I would wind up with a migraine. If I was looking forward to going out on a date with a woman, bang, migraine. So almost everything in my past that I was looking forward to, I would usually was having a migraine at the same time. It sucked. I'm sorry, pretty lady. I need a drink to make okay, migraines all I didn't have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I could drink I wish before. I could enjoy this blowjob, but it feels like there's a red hot poker jammed behind my eye. And I'm sure you're very pretty. Yeah, those are boobs. Yeah, great. Have you okay. ever drank during could a migraine? Could you make the boobs not flap and clap as loud as that, please? <laughs> oh, I can't help it. We're boobies. What? I love that. That's I've that's the voice of breasts. Come on. Yeah, hello, I'm Booby. My name is Booby. I'm Booby number right and Booby number left. <laughs> number right and number left. 
We like to be grabbed. Grab I, us. I remember. You know that uh, the pain, the pain a woman, uh, if, if you accidentally, like, like I've elbowed somebody in the tit. I elbowed my ex-wife in the tit. Yeah. And she, like, doubled over in pain. It's it's oh. equivalent to, like, testicular pain. Is it really? Yeah. I've never. That's, well, at least that's what I saw. Like, I didn't see she was mm-hmm. faking. Like, I, le- I turned around and just, boom. And she had, she's got, like, fairly big, you know, boobs. Whoa, and it whoa. went, like, right into the nipple and, like, and, like into the, into the breast. The it's uh, I well, I was trying to turn fast, I, and she was like, ah, ah, like like massaging her tit, and I'm like, you want me to do that for you? And she's like, no, no, don't touch, don't <laughs> you touch. just hit me. Oh my god, that reminds me of this time where I was at I was at uh at school. Um not too well, I mean, you see it was probably the last semester it was probably actually no, it was organic chemistry. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so weird it's bringing this up. And uh I was having so much trouble doing the reactions. Mm-hmm. I doing the reactions for the for the uh lab that we were going to do it and uh I was just sitting there drawing them over and over again and I knew they were wrong. Yeah. This girl comes over, beautiful, beautiful Asian girl named named uh well, I won't say her name. Let's just call yeah, her uh, Tiffany. Anyway, okay. she comes over to me and she's like, you're having a lot of trouble. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I fucking am. And then she was like, why don't you ask any of us for help? And I'm like, oh, you want to hang out with an old guy? I don't want help. I can do it no. on my own. I And and she, look, she, she looks at me and she goes, here. And she shows me the reaction. She's drawing them out. Like, I'm sitting at a stool in the cafe. Yeah. And she's standing next to my stool. And she's a, she's probably like five foot three, not very tall at all. But yeah. she's just peering at me and showing it to me. And she's like, it's easier for me because we learn this kind of stuff in grade school in Burma. Oh, my <laughs> and I'm God. Like, I'm like, you know what? You've been really helpful. And then I... Um, for some reason, I was trying to reach over to grab a pen, and I accidentally put my full ass hand on her tit. What the fuck? I went like, 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 look at what I'm doing. I went like this. I was trying to grab. She had been leaning over the desk. Oh, right, right, right. She was leaning over at the exact same time uh-huh. I went out, and I, I, I put my hand full on on her tit, and then yoinked it away. And I looked out the window. I was like, I was like rubbing my sinuses. Yeah. I was, I was just like, I'm like, I. She looks at me, and she's just like, I'm, I'm fine. And I was like, I did not. Yeah. Totally did not she's okay, like so she's like 19 i'm 36 when- <laughs> and, and and i'm like i am so and she's like it's it's fine so it's, it's i really, i always had the worst feeling it was not fine <laughs> it was she what, she helped me the rest of the semester yeah it was fine so i was i'm taking, sorry i was drunk and i, I grabbed your boob i don't even like boobs but 20. yours looks so nice, I had to grab them. That's right. Sorry. When I was 23, um, I was taking Bart home. It was after Daylight Savings. Every time I hear Bart now, I just think it of was, um, shit-smeared what? walls. <laughs> what? <laughs> you say Bart is nasty. Well, it's nasty now. Back then, it wasn't nearly as bad. Oh, so only a little urine. <laughs> yeah. And I was taking Bart. It was dark. And I, and I must have been younger than that, because I was living in the city when I was 23. So I must have been like 20. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I was taking Bart, and then I would transfer and go back home to Martinez. Um, and I sat down. There was a relatively attractive woman, older than I was, and she's like she 100, would... 104. What? Excuse yeah, me, can you, hey. hold up my, can you pull up my girdle from the floor? <laughs> would you like to have a lickety split? <laughs> um, <laughs> she. So, you know, what most people do... I make do, them and I sell them on the street. Here, it's what, got a cow tongue yeah. attached to a drill. <laughs> what most people do when they're on BART is they go to sleep. A lot of people fall asleep. I fall asleep all the time. And But I was younger and awake and whatever. I had my little Walkman on. And I feel a hand come in and grip my thigh, right? It's just like holding my thigh. Not in a sexual way. It's like holding mm-hmm. my thigh like you're holding like a pillow or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you started hearing... Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, I 
didn't hear that. split. But mm-hmm. I looked over and it was her. It's like the whore in 1984. The closer she, you got to her, the more disgusting she looked. She was, no, she was, I mean, she was relatively attractive. But, I mean, she, her hand was uncomfortably close to my dick. Okay. Like, <laughs> like right there. It's bad enough that she's touching me. But I look over. Yeah, so I let her give me a handy on And her. she was asleep. Or at least that's what I choose to believe was happening. Uh-huh. But she was like out her head her head was long the long. other hand was hidden under the dress furiously. yeah the other hand she had <laughs> jammed up into <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like out I see you she here like, every day she was I love like your mullet out and I had to wake her up and she woke up and I said hi your hand is and she I had never I had heard about people turning red I had never seen someone actually turn red she was so embarrassed and she apologized and she apologized and she apologized and I said it's alright it's fine I was a little freaked out. So you were sexually assaulted and by then she an got elderly off. woman. I, I honestly believe she was so embarrassed that she got off at the next stop. It was like pouring rain, too. So she got off out of the rain. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? Why was? Why did that happen? And I think it was just a thing. You know? What Have if you she killed herself? Slept with a gripper? Um, You know what? Let me see. Uh, Well, for people who did years and years sleeping in the same bed, um, Dana, did I say did I say the other name earlier, by the no. way? Or did I just say no, my No, you ex-wife? didn't even say her name. Okay, all right. She was more of a... No, she was a blanket stealer lay away from her. Okay. Um, and James, he just lays next to me. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes we wake up holding hands, but not... I mean, he says there are times where he's woken up and I'm holding his dick. Mm-hmm. I had an ex-girlfriend <laughs> who, for whatever reason... Well, yeah, for whatever reason, if we're in bed... Whether she wanted we've to had, hold your dick, didn't whether she? Whether we've had sex or not, she would be holding my dick. And I would be like, what is this about? Because <laughs> I was legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, I was her very first boyfriend. She had never dated anybody, I just anybody, like done your anything. penis that much. Yeah. I just wanted. <laughs> or she thought maybe he's sneaking out at night. Imagine, and... if, imagine if in the middle of the night she was sucking on it like a binky. Oh, okay. And she just fell asleep. We're going it. to do, we're doing, we're going to the <laughs> intro. We're done. That would be fucking, actually, I mean, I could understand if she still had, you know, in the oral stage, like she's just, you wake up. <laughs> And, and all of a sudden you're just uh, her triangle of pubic hair still the oral stage her, her triangle of pubic hair is in your face and you just feel her sucking on your cock and she's still like like a baby does with a binky just nom, nom, nom. okay stop equating babies and sex I know we're doing the intro <laughs> would you like a lickety split okay we're going three two one Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Man One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Binky. <laughs> on this show, we read a story and make fun of it, right, Eddie? Yes, we do. And what are we reading again? We're reading Chapter 5 of Dracula, and we're of probably going to have to move it a decent clip in order to tack an hour on this, so we have a nice long potty cast, because you guys wait two weeks for us now. <laughs> yeah, so I no. hope you're sitting there with your dicks are in your hands. Re- <laughs> or hold your best friend's dick, or grab your girlfriend's tail. And <laughs> massage them for her. You run in with headphones on. I, they, they told me to do this. 
<laughs> this is how this is how John Steinbeck wrote the end of Grapes of Wrath. How John, did he? Okay, wait. Remember, we already how, went over this. How did he? We already write went it? over this after years and years of writer's block. He was just laying in bed, and he's like, "I, I only got to write ten more pages, honey." And she's like, "Well, just bang me, and maybe it'll come to you." And he's like banging her, and he starts sucking her tit. And all of a sudden, he looks at her boob, and he's like, "This, this." <laughs> he's like shaking her tit. He's like, "This is how I'm gonna end my masterpiece." The grapes of wrath. <laughs> yes, and, honey, you're a genius. Oh you're a fucking God. genius. <laughs> that's that's. Just, he'll be, so like someone like microblogging. we got that awful ending to things. Yes, book? exactly. So 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 like microblogging. Excuse me. Hold on a sec, girlfriend. And then he runs. <laughs> he's like he's like this is how I'm going to finish my PhD. Please, give me your boobs. Let me jigga, jigga, give jigga, me jigga. your boobs. <laughs> and she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> He does have a girlfriend, right? He does. He does. Okay. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's on. She's uh. She's uh. She's on Twitter. I believe she follows me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. She cute. Yeah. yeah. You know, we know he. We know he listens to this. So. No, I know. I no. He he. Uh, apparently, we were talking about for somehow. I was talking to. Do you remember our friend uh, Oscar? Mm. Oscar Jungel. Mm. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I, I I talk to him pretty often on Twitter, and somehow we got onto the subject of of asses. For some reason, and uh, color me surprised <laughs> that a conversation and, with you somehow and micro somehow. and micro came in and he was like, "My girlfriend thinks my ass is a sight to behold. She says it's beautiful. It's like gorgeous." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, so apparently micro has a cute ass." Okay, well <clears throat> I'll believe it when I see it. All right, so previously on Dracula, Jonathan Harker got kidnapped by a Dracula. Yeah, and then he well we think he escaped and now we're on the letters from the girlfriends and one of the we girlfriends don't know had if he escaped. Three yeah. Boyfriends back in England. Who, where he had three boyfriends that she locked in closets and one of them survived by eating Okay, if you bring up that fucking gross joke again. <laughs> These jelly donuts are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm, yeah. It is oh, the dumbest no. joke. It makes no sense. <laughs> but that's not they the wouldn't point. even be sweet. Is you he blind? Me. You asked me for the dumbest joke, and I gave it to you. It's a present. Merry Christmas, my uh, friend. Yay. <clears throat> all right, so, so we're we in the middle them. of chapter five, and uh, all right, uh, I'll do I'll do Doctor Seward's diary. I'm doing Doctor Seward's. Okay. If you want to do Doctor Seward, that's fine. Doctor Seward's diary kept in phonograph. Ooh, Ooh, he's got one of those wax cylinder thingies. It goes around and around, and then they fuck it up, Enough. and you've got to melt it Crank and then try it. again. <laughs> 25th May. Ebb tied in appetite today. Cannot eat. Cannot rest. So diary instead. Since my rebuff of yesterday, I have a sort of empty feeling. Nothing in the world seems of sufficient importance to be worth the doing. Even As I masturbation, knew, is that right, Dr. Seward? Stop reading my diary! <laughs> Get away! I had a migraine! Leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs> As I knew, uh, as I knew the o- that the only cure for this sort of thing was work, I went amongst the patients. Uh, I picked out one who was afforded me. Thanks, Homer. It would be on the it would be on the phonograph, though. <laughs> it would forever. Wouldn't that be great? The first phonograph. All right, we're doing the first phonograph ever, Doctor Bell. Please just read the speech. All right. Uh, we can't <laughs> afford to make another one. And then they start it, and he's like, "This is my new invention, the phonograph." Ah, oh, fuck! Ah, oh, fuck! Shit! Goddamn! Fuck. Fuck my mother, I messed Have it up. Ever seen Motherfucker. The and they're like, we're recording this entire thing. <laughs> You ever seen the King's Speech? Yes, I have. I fucking love the ending scene is the greatest scene ever. Why, why is that? Because oh, when he's doing his speech. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I picked out one who has afforded me a study of much interest. He is so quaint that I am determined to understand him as well as I can. Today, I seem to get nearer than ever before to the heart of his mystery. I questioned him more fully than I had ever done, with a view to making myself master of the facts of his hallucination. In my manner of doing it, there was, I now see, something of cruelty. I seemed to wish to keep him the point of madness, a thing which I avoid with patience as I would the mouth of hell. I enjoy the mouth of hell. I just jump right in it all the time. Especially <laughs> when I'm drunk. Park, mouth of hell. Gotta go see Satan. Excuse me. I, I love their mascot, which is the tortured guy that's covered in dicks. <laughs> that's the noise he makes. Hi. Welcome to Mouth of Hell. I'm Dicky, the guy covered in dicks. Don't stimulate me too much. Everything Please goes boing. <laughs> I've got to roll down the fish hook hill later. And I don't want to bend all these dicks. Please. They're better if it's better if they're soft. Some of them like pain <laughs> some of them like pain <laughs> <clears throat> mim under what circumstances would i not avoid the pit of hell omnia rome venila sunt hell at, has its price if there be anything behind this instinct it will be valuable to trace it, af trace it afterwards accurately so i had better commence to do so therefore r m renfield age 59 sanguine temperament great physical strength morbidity acceptable what and it's morbidly okay if he dies excitable <laughs> morbidity is acceptable morbidity i love acceptable. how my brain turned it into it's totally totally okay if we experiment on this guy well at least they're related words yeah right <laughs> Yeah, I'm not stupid, I guess. <laughs> the periods of gloom. Ending in some fixed idea which I cannot make out. I presume that the sanguine temperament itself and the disturbing influence end in a mentally accomplished finish. A, pro a possibly dangerous man. Probably dangerous if unselfish. In selfish men, caution is as secure as an armor for their woes as for themselves. What I think of on this point is, when se when when self is fixed point, the centrip... Uh, what? Centrip Centripetal force is balanced with the centrifugal. When duty, a cause, etc., is the fixed point, the latter force is paramount, and only uh, and the only accident of series of accidents can balance it. I hope nobody in their fucking right mind is reading along with us. <laughs> that would be the craziest fucking thing. Somebody's like, no, 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 I don't have to read the books. These guys online, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna totally. do this. I my can't book wait report. to do my book report. <laughs> Hold on a sec, guys. Dick, dick, dick. Penis blowjob. Nice. <laughs> ass excuse me while i Boogers. throw up on bart <laughs> uh, right. letter quincy p morris to honorable arthur holmwood 25 may my dear art we've been told yarns by the campfire in the prairies and dressed one another's wounds after trying to land in at the marquesas and drunk healths on the shore of titicaca <laughs> we bathed each other in our own fecal matter in lustful embraces we once killed an animal oh, God, fuck that it. sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> there are more yarns to be told and other wounds to be healed and another health to be drunk. Won't you let this won't you let this be at my campfire tomorrow night? I have no hesitation in asking you, as I know a certain lady is engaged to a certain dinner party, and that you are free. There will only be one another. Our old pal at, at the Korea, Jack Seward, he's coming too, and we both want to mingle our weeps over the wine cup and to drink a health with all our hearts to the 
happiest man in all the world who's won the noblest heart. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be reading this, aren't I? And not too bad, you chose. And the best worth winning. We promise you a hearty welcome and a lovely greeting, you son of a bitch. How big is your dick that you managed to get her? (laughs) And a health as true as your own right hand. We shall both swear to leave leave you at home if you drink too deep to a certain pair of eyes. Come, yours is ever and always, Quincy P. Morris. Count me in every time I bear... Oh, this is from... Telegram from Arthur Homewood to Quincy P. Morris, 26 May. Count me in every time I bear messages which will make both your ears tingle. Art. Mm. Well, first right. and foremost, all of her teeth are removable. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I know a girl that's just like that. <laughs> Mina Murray's journal. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, you didn't even say. What? Uh, did I miss a part? Chapter oh, six. Chap- <laughs> chapter six. Mina Murray's journal. 24 July, Whitby. Lucy met me at the station looking sweeter and lovelier than ever, and we drove up to the house at the Crescent, in which they have rooms. This is a lovely place. The little river, the Esk, runs through through a deep valley which broadens out as it comes near the harbor a great viaduct runs across with high piers through which the view seems somehow there's no way this is written written by a woman women aren't this intelligent i'm sorry shut up (laughs) (laughs) the valley is beautifully green and it is so steep that when you are on the high land on either side you look right across it unless you're near enough to see down the houses of the old town the side away from us are all red roofed and seemed piled up over one another uh, over one another wait oh up and over the other any anyhow like the pictures we see of see you see how fucking stupid she is nuremberg i'll fucking punch you right over the town is the ruin of whitby abbey Whoa, respect my woman where the girl was where the girl was built up in the wall oh well, that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> i did that it is the most noble ruin of immense size and full of beautiful romantic bits there is a legend that a white lady is seen in one of the windows between it and the town there is an, another church the parish one round which is a big graveyard all full of tombstones and corpses <laughs> the most delightful little corpses you've ever seen this is to my mind the nicest spot in whitby for it lies right over the town has a full view of the harbor and all the way to the bay to where the headland called kettleness too bad i'm to blind now <laughs> <laughs> it descends so deeply over the harbor that part of the bank has fallen away and some of the graves have been destroyed <laughs> Smartly. Everybody kicks over graves, don't they? In one part, a place, part of the stonework off the grave stretches out over the sandy pathway far below. There are walks with seats beside them throughout the churchyard, and people go and sit there all day long looking at the beautiful view. <laughs> what a fun life you have. <laughs> Yay, she sits on a bench and fucking puts her hand on the thigh of the man next to her <laughs> and falls asleep with her right hand in her fucking cooch, and then I she starts <laughs> masturbating furiously. How did you get in my journal? I shall come and sit there, uh, here, often myself and work. Indeed, I'm writing now with my book on my knee and listening to the talk of three old men who are sitting beside me. They seem to do Dude, nothing at all why but is she sit up here and talk. At why, why? why is she staring at me? I don't know, man. She, she, <laughs> she handicapped? I, I think she's she handicapped. handicapped. Hello! <laughs> Excuse me! <laughs> Hold the on. I, I speak me. handicapped. Hold on. Hello! With on the far side. 
One long grand <laughs> Gilbert stretching out <laughs> to the sea with the curve outwards at the end of it. She's not in answering the middle of which me, is a lighthouse. A heavy sea wall runs along the outside of it. On the other side, the sea wall makes an elbow crooked inversely, and its end too has a lighthouse. Between the two piers, there is a narrow opening in the harbor, which then suddenly widens. <laughs> it is nice at high water, but when the tide is out, it shows away to nothing, and there is merely the stream of the Esk running between banks of sand with rocks here and there. Outside the harbor on its side there rises for about half a mile a great reef, the sharp edge of which runs straight out from behind the south lighthouse. At the end of it is a buoy with a bell which swings in bad weather and sends in mournful sound on the wind. They have a legend here that when a ship is lost, bells is lost, bells are heard out at sea. I must ask the old man about this. He's coming this way. Hello! <laughs> He's a funny old man. He must be awfully old for his face is all Do you want to see the length of my cane? No, and twisted like a bark of a tree. He tells me that he is nearly... F- I measured it with a pocket ruler. He's nearly a hundred, and that he was a sailor in the Greenland fishing fleet when Waterloo was fought. He is, I am afraid, a very skeptical person, for when I asked him about the bells at sea and the white lady at the abbey, he said very brusquely, I wouldn't fascinate about them, miss. Them things be all worn out. Mind, I don't say that they ever was, but I do say that there was a, in my time. <laughs> They'd be all well for comers and trippers and the like, but not for a nice young lady like you. Them free folks from York and Leeds that be always cutting curt herons and drinking tea and looking out to buy cheap jet would create on. I (laughs) wonder, Maisel, who would be bothered telling lies to him? I'm having a stroke right now while talking to you. Which is full of full talk. I thought he would be a good person to learn something interesting from. I was it's wrong. It's 12 inches long, <laughs> by the way. Soft. So I asked him if he would mind telling me something about the whale fishing in the old days. He was just setting himself to begin when the clock struck six, whereupon he labored to get up and said, I must gang Egenworth's home now, miss. My granddaughter doesn't like to keep waiting when the tea's ready, for it takes me time to cream pie. I mean... <laughs> Crabble, Crabble, the grace. There be a many of them, and miss, I lack belly timbers, sierly by the clock. He hobbled away, and I could clunk, see him clunk, hurrying, clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> as well as he could, down the steps. The steps are a great feature of the place. They lead from the town up to the church. There are he fell of all them. the way down them and broke into a puddle <laughs> Ow, of fucking oh, oh. goo at the end. <laughs> I don't know how many, and they wind up the delicate curve. The slope is so gentle that a horse could easily walk up and down them. I think they must originally have had something to do with the abbey. I shall go home too. Lucy went out visiting with her mother, and as they were only and as uh, they were only duty calls, I did not go. They will be home by this. What? Did you catch what the old man has? Wait, wait. Lucy went out visiting her mother, and as they went on duty call, uh, that they were, uh, and they were only duty calls. I did not go. What did you skip? As they were only duty calls doesn't make sense. I did not go. They will be home by this. Is how the oh, that is that how... is not in this, my version. What's in your version? It just goes August first. Wow. I came up here an hour ago with Lucy. Now it's your turn. Let's see. I came up here an hour ago with Lucy, and we had a most interesting talk with my old friend and the two others who always come and join him. He is evidently the Sir Oracle of them, and I should think... 
must have been in his time a most dictatorial person. He will not admit anything and down faces everybody. <laughs> dictatorial. <laughs> if he can't out argue them, then he bullies them and then takes their silence for agreement with his views. Lucy was always was looking sweetly pretty in her white lace frock. She's got a beautiful color since she's she's been here. I've I seen her completely that... naked twice. Yes, yeah, she used to be almost translucent, but now she's like pale milk. I can I... see her heart beating in her chest. Excuse <laughs> me, my name is actually Gloria. I don't know how I got here. My skin is translucent and I have to eat Vaseline sandwiches. I noticed that the old men, old men did not lose any time in coming up and sitting near her when we sat down. She is so sweet with old people. I think they all fell in love with her on the spot. Even my old man succumbed and I did not contradict her, but gave me <coughs> double share instead. I caught him on the subject of the legends and he went off at once into a sort of sermon. I must try to remember it and put it down. Is this the same dude? Same dude. Oh, God. Hold on, I gotta put I gotta put a slab of beef in each cheek. (laughs) It'd be a full talk, lock, stock, and barrel. That's what it be, not else. These bands and wafts and bogles and barges and boggles and all and that's what it says. That's what it says. Them is only to fit the bands and dizzy women belderin'. They not be but air blebs. I should be adding a little <laughs> bit of this, shouldn't I? They <laughs> yeah, not be grimes and signs and warnings. signs and warnings be all invented by a per- parson and ill some big boys and rail. Give her bodies. a kick in the cunt. <laughs> Two scared scanner halflings. And to get folks to do something that they don't know they're inclined to do. Inclined to. It makes me awful to think of them. Why, it's them that not content with printing lies on paper and printing them out of pulpits does does want to be cutting them on the tombstones. I, I want to kill people. <laughs> I want to kill you. I want to touch you and then I want to kill you so you can't tell And then anybody. I want to touch you after. I want to <laughs> touch you if I want an ice cream and a soda. <laughs> I want an ice cream and a soda. I want to kill you and touch you. <laughs> I want to kill you and then feel the warmth go out of your body through your vagina. That's Look around terrifying. all here, what you will. All them steens holding up their heads as well as they can out of their pride. Scant, simply tumbling down with the weight of the lies rolling in. Here lies the body, or sacred to the memory, wrote all of them. And yet in nigh half of them there's been no bodies at all. And the memories of them bent, uh, memories of them bent scared, cared a pinch of snuff about. Much less sacred. Lies all Fuck you, Shut cat. up, cat. I'll kill you. I'll <laughs> fucking... You're dead. You're dead. I will fucking kill you. I will stomp you. <laughs> I will curb stomp a kitty. My God. It'd be a queer scouterman at the Day of Judgment when they come tumbling in with the Meow. dead socks all juped up together trying to drag the tombstones with them to prove how good they was. Some of them trembling and dithering with their hands all dozen and slippy from lying in the sea. That all sounded so sexual. (laughs) Every bit of that just sounded like he was talking about, like, rubbing Vaseline on things. (laughs) Excuse me while I lube up your melons. (laughs) You read Mina now and I'll talk to the other guy. Alright. I could see from the old fellow's self-satisfied air and the way in which he looked around with the approval of his cronies that he was showing off. So I put in a word to keep him going. Oh, Mr. Sales, you can't be serious. Surely those two Oh, I should be doing a woman, wrong. huh? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yoblins, there may be a poor few not wrong, saving that they make out the people to good. For there be folk that do think a bow and bow will be like the sea if you, if only it, it be their own. The whole 
whole thing be lo- only lies. Now, look you here. You come here, a stranger, and you see this Kurgoth. Ooh, that sounds lovely, a Kurgoth. How you, big you... is it? Can I drive it into me? <laughs> Can I put it in my butthole? <laughs> <laughs> I nodded, for I thought it better to assent, though I did not quite understand his dialect. I <laughs> knew it had something to do with the church. He went on. And you can't say it all that, that Steens and, and Boone folk that be happy, that be happy here, snod and uh, snog. I assented again. Then that just be where the lies come in. Why, there be scores of these laybids that be two Ms. Old Dunn's back a box on Friday night. He nudged mm. one of, oh, yeah, sorry. He nudged one of his companions and they all laughed. And Michael, how could they be otherwise? Look at that one. The Affers Baffers, the Beer Bank. Read it. I went over and read Edward Spenchlash. <laughs> Master Mariner murdered by pirates off the coast of Andres, April 1854, age 30. When I came back, Mr. Swales went on. Who brought him home, I wondered, happy me. Murdered off the coast of Andres. And you constatated his body lie under? Why, I could name you a dozen whose bones lie in the Greenland seas above. He pointed northwards with his cock. Or where the currents may have drifted them. There be the steens round you. you. You can, with your young eyes, read the small print of the lies from here. The Brathwaite Laurie. I knew his father lost in the lively off Greenland in 20. Or Andrew Woodhouse, drowned in the same season, 1777. Or John Paxton, drowned off Cape Farewell a year later. Or old John Rawls whose grandfather sailed with me drowned in the Gulf of Finland in 1950. Isn't this so much better than the description of seafaring people in fucking Call of Cthulhu? Yes. Like, it's an, ag- an actual because person. Because they're people. Yeah, it's an actual person who's talking about people who died uh-huh. at sea, and he's like, I, I, I one's a rumor, but this one's true, and then this one's like... I was there, my Captain Jack Sparrow. Do you think <laughs> that all these men will have to make a rush to whip me when the trumpet sounds? I have me anthems about it. I tell you, I tell you that when they got here, they'd be jolling and jostling one another that way. That it, you'd be, you'd be like a fight up on the ice in the old days when we'd be at one another from daylight to dark and trying to tie up our cuts by the light of the aurora borealis. This was evidently local peasantry for the old man. And cackled over it and his cronies He's mostly complaining that all of these tombstones have empty graves because the dudes died at sea. They didn't they didn't bring them back. That is awful. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> uh, this is this is still you. Oh, it's, no, it said uh, his cronies. But I said. His cronies with custom. But I said. Surely you are not quite correct for you start on the assumption that all the that all the poor people all their spirits will have to take their tombstones with them to the day of judgment. Do you think that they will be really necessary. Well, why else they be? Why else be they tombstones for? Answer me that, miss. To please their relatives, I suppose. To please their relatives, you suppose. This he said with intense scorn. How will it pleasure their relatives to know that lies that lies is rolled over them, that and that everybody in the place knows that they be lies. He pointed to a stone at our feet with his dick, which had laid <laughs> down in the slab on which the seat was rested, close to the 
close to the edge of the cliff. Read the lies on that thrusting. He said, the letters were upside down to me from where I sat, but Lucy was the more opposite to them, so she leaned over and it and it read, sacred to the me- No, this is Lucy. You do this. Sacred to the memory of George Cannon, who died in the hope of a glorious resurrection on Jaloon 29th, 1873. Did you say Jaloon? Jaloon! <laughs> you did. I it's mean, my I calendar! Born in Jaloon 18th, 1422. Falling from the rocks at Kettleness. What happened this... in 1422? Anything interesting? I don't know. Probably nothing. Like, this literally. Tomb... May 1st, 1422. What happened? Nothing. nothing. I ate turnips. That's all we have. This tomb was erected on his souring mother to her dearly beloved son. He was the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Really, really Mrs. Wales? Oh. I don't see anything very funny in that. She spoke her comment very gravely and somewhat severely. You don't see all funny. <laughs> but that's because you ain't going to sour mother with a hellcat that hated him because he was a crude on a regular lamentier, and he was. And he hated her so that he committed suicide in order that she might get an insurance she put on his life. He blew nigh the top off of his head with an old musket that they had for scaring the crows with. Twerned for the crows then, for it brought the clegs and the dopes to him. That's the way he fell off the rocks, and as to hopes of glorious resurrection, I've often heard him say, Maisel, that he hoped he'd go to hell, for his mother was so pious that she would be sure to go to heaven, and he didn't want to addle where she was. Now, isn't that Steen at any rate? He hammered it with his stick as he spoke. <laughs> A pack of lies. Boom. And I and won't make it make Gabriel Keckle when Geordie becomes panting up the grease with the tombstein balanced on his hump and asked to be took as evidence. I did not know what to say, but Lucy turned the conversation as she said, rising up. Oh, why didn't you? Oh, wait. Who's yeah, no, there's this? Lucy. Yeah, it's Lucy. Why didn't you tell us of this? It is my favorite seat and I cannot leave it. And now I find I must go sitting over the grave of a suicide. I left my pussy juices on it. God oh. damn it. <laughs> That won't harm me, my pretty. And it may make poor Geordie glad some to have so trim a lassie sitting on his lap. Oh, my God. That won't hurt ye. Why, I've sat here off and on for nigh 20 years past, and it hasn't done me no harm. Don't ye fash about them as lies under ye. Or that doesn't lie there neither. It'll be time for ye to be getting scared when ye see the tomb scenes all run away. All run away with, and the place as bare as a stubble field. Oh, there's a clock, and I must, and I must go. My service to you, ladies. And off he hobbled. Lucy and I sat a while, and it was till all so beautiful before us that we took hands as we sat. <laughs> and she told me over and over again about Arthur and their coming marriage. That made me a little heart sick, for I haven't heard from Jonathan for a whole month. He's dead. The same <laughs> day I came up here alone, for I am sad. There was no letter for me. I hope there cannot be anything the matter with Jonathan. Well, you hear me on the wind? Well, shut up. Can you hear me on the wind? <laughs> oh, what? I'm going to be very polite to your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I literally will not look down below her neck. That's how awesome I the clock has struck nine. I see the lights scattered all over the town, sometimes in rows where the streets are, and sometimes singly. They run right up esque and die away in the curve of the valley. To my left, the view of it was cut black by the line roof in the old house next to the abbey. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> the sheep and lambs are bleating in the fields away from me. Bleat, bleat. <laughs> How do you bleat? Meh. <laughs> okay. And there is a clatter of donkey's hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Paved in the, up the paved road below. The band on the pier is playing. <laughs> 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 it's a handicapped donkey. Leave him alone. Hi. Clip clop, clippity clop. He's only got three legs too. So he goes He crawls like a spider. <laughs> the band on the pier is playing Oswald in good time, and further he crawls like a spider. <laughs> oh wow, that one took a little while. <laughs> the to thought of a donkey. No, I had, I had to picture it in my head. A donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's like, doing that, it's doing that very spider thing where it delicately touches things with a few, like the tips. Yes. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> Neither of the bands hears the other, but I up here hear them see them both. I wonder where Jonathan is and if he's thinking of me. I wish he were. <laughs> here. <laughs> I, I don't care. I was furiously <laughs> masturbating. I'm sitting on a man's grave too. You do? You want me to do Seward? I'll do Doctor Seward. Okay. Doctor Seward's diary. The case of Renfield grows more interesting the more I get to understand the man. He has certain qualities very largely developed: selfishness, secrecy, and purpose. I wish I could get at what is the object of the latter. He seems to have some settled scheme of his own, but what it is I do not know. He re- his redeeming quality is of a love of animals. <laughs> I know what he does with them. Come no. here, donkey. And I want that one that crawls like a spider. There's a donkey spider crawling up the wall. Actually, it's got three legs, but it walks on its dick. I want it. How did that fucking donkey spin a web? <coughs> um, so this one is be chapter five, six, and seven. Curse <laughs> of the spider donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Though, um, what happened? Uh, although, indeed, he has such a curious turns in it that I sometimes imagine he's only being abnormally cruel. His pets are of an odd sort. He just, just now, his hobby is catching flies. He has Come a present a quantity that I have had myself to expostulate, expostulate, ex- to tell him. To my astonishment, he did not break out in a fury, as I expected, but took the matter in simple seriousness. He came, he thought for a moment, and then said, May I have three days I shall clear them away. Of course I said that would do. I must watch him. I'm eating them. 18th June. He has turned his mind now to spiders. And he's got <laughs> s- several big fellows donkey. He keeps feeding them his flies, and the number of the latter is becoming sensibly diminished. Although he has used half his food in attracting more flies from outside his room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One July, his spiders are now becoming a great nuisance as his flies, as his flies. And today I told him that he must get rid of them. He looked very sad at this, so I said that he must clear out some of them at all events. He cheerfully acquiesced to this, and I gave him the same time as before for reduction. He disgusted me much while with him, for when a horrid blowfly, bloated with some carrion food or shit, whatever they eat, buzzed into the room, he caught it, held it exultantly for a few moments between his finger and thumb. And, before I knew what he was going to do, (laughs) put it in his mouth and ate it. 
I scolded him for it, but he argued quietly that it was very good and very wholesome, that it was life, strong life, and gave life to him. This gave me an idea, or the rudiment of one. I must watch how he gets rid of his spiders. He has evidently some deep problem in his mind, for he keeps a little notebook in which he is always jotting down something. Whole pages of it are filled with masses of figures. Generally single numbers added up in batches. Oh, no, there's nothing interesting except a big bunch of veiny dicks I drew in the margins. Some of them have shit on them. <laughs> and then the totals added in batches again as as, as though he, he were focusing some account, as the auditors put it. 8 July. Well, he took my leg. No, 8 July. <laughs> there is a method in his madness, and the rudimentary idea in my mind is growing. It will be a whole idea soon. And then, oh, unconscious celebration, you will have to give the wall to your conscious brother. I kept away from my friend for a few days so that I might notice if there were any change. Things remain as they were, except that he has parted with some of his pets and got a new one. He has managed to get a sparrow. Oh, shit. And has already partially tamed it. His means of taming is simple, for already the spiders have diminished. Those that do remain, however, are well fed, for he is still bringing the flies by, tempting them with his food. 19th July. Who gave him a baby? I did. <laughs> we are progressing. My friend has now a whole colony of sparrows, and his flies and spiders are almost obliterated. When I came in, he ran to me and said he wanted to ask me for a great favor. A very, very great favor. And as he spoke, he fawned on me like a dog. I asked him what it was, and he said, with a sort of rapture in his voice and bearing, A kitten, a nice <laughs> little sleek, playful kitten that I can play with and teach and feed and feed and feed to my own. And half to the donkey spider. I was not unprepared for this for this request, for I had noticed how his pets went on increasing in size and vivacity, but I did not care that his pretty family of tame sparrows would be wiped out in the same manner as the flies and the spiders. So I said I would see about it, and asked him if he would not rather have a cat than a kitten. His eagerness betrayed him as he answered, Oh, hold on a sec, I lost my page. Shit, the fuck just happened? Mm. Or I have not the belly timber. Let me see. Yablins. Did you read the word yablins? I did. All right, so we're past that. Dr. Seward's diary. Let me see. Oh, I want to get in. Um, his eagerness betrayed him as he answered, Oh, yes, I would like a cat. Only ask for a kitten lest you should refuse me a cat. No one would refuse me a kitten, would they? I shook my head and said, At present, I feared it would be not possible but that I would see about it. His face fell, and I could see a warning of danger in it, for there was a sudden fierce sidelong look which meant killing. The man is an undeveloped homicidal maniac. I shall test him with his present craving and see how it will work out. Then I shall know more. You sicko, you're giving him a cat. Why not? 10 p.m. There are fucking scraggly kittens all over the place in London. I have visited him again and found him sitting in a corner brooding. When I came in, he threw himself on his knees before me and implored me to let him have a cat. That his salvation depended on it. I was firm, however. Jesus will send me straight to hell unless you give me a kitten. And told him that he could not have it. Whereupon he went without a word and sat down again, sat down, gnawing his fingers in the corner where I had found him. I shall see him in the morning early. 20 July. Visited Renfield very early, before the attendant went his rounds. Found him and found him up and humming a tune. He was spreading out his sugar, which he had saved in the window, and was manifestly beginning his fly catching again. And beginning it, and beginning it, 
cheerfully and with a good grace and looked around for his birds and not seeing them asked him where they were he replied without turning around that they had all flown away there were a few feathers about the room and on his pillow and a drop of blood i said nothing but threw up a little in my mouth <laughs> but <laughs> why you can eat a chicken but not a sparrow hmm? he told the keeper of the to report to me if there was anything odd about him during the day 11 a.m the attendant had just been to me to say that renfield has been very sick and has died uh, disgorged a whole lot of feathers my belief is doctor he said uh, oh this is not the same guy my yeah. belief is doctor he said that he has eaten all the birds and that he just took and ate them raw 11 p.m i gave renfield a strong opiate tonight oh, oh fuck yeah you smoked opium uh, no <laughs> have you <laughs> i was talking as the character <laughs> oh, i love opium <laughs> enough to make him even him sleep and took away his pocketbook to look at. The thought that has been buzzing about my brain lately is complete and the theory proved. My homicidal maniac is a peculiar kind. I shall have to invent a new classification for him and call him Zufagus, or life-eating, or life-eating maniac. What he desires is to absorb as many lives as he can, and he has laid himself out to achieve it in a cumulative way. He gave many flies to one spider, and many spiders to one bird, and then wanted a cat to eat that, that, the many birds. What would have been his later step? It would almost you feed, the, you feed the me to the spider donkey. <laughs> <laughs> he <Worthwhile> to, <laughs> to complete the experiment. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. It might be done right if there were only a sufficient cause. Men sneered at vivisection, and yet look at his results. That is sick. Why not advance science in most difficult and vital aspect? The knowledge of the brain. Had I even the secret of one such mind, did I hold the key to the fancy of even one lunatic? I might advance my own branch of science to a pitch compared with which Burden Sanderson's physiology or Ferrier's brain knowledge would be as nothing. If only there were sufficient cause. I must not think too much on this. He's saying he wants to dissect a guy's brain, doesn't he? Yeah. Nice. A good cause might turn the scale with me, for I may not be, I may not, I be, I too be of an exceptional brain. Jesus Christ, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. A good cause might turn the scale with me, for I may not, I, to be of an exceptional brain congenitally yeah. the fuck did he just say i have no idea how will the man reasoned lunatics always do within their own scope oh yeah well look at the way you write stuff it's fucking <laughs> stupid you can't even make words into sentences now give me my I fucking kitten i wonder how many lives he values a man come here or donkey spider if at only one donkey spider's his, name is joe kids close come the here joe most accurately <laughs> and today we got a new record how many of us begin a new record with with each day of our lives to me it seems only yesterday that my whole life ended with my with my new hope and that truly i began a new record so it will be until the next great recorder sums me up and closes my ledger account with a balance to profit or loss oh lucy lucy i cannot be angry with you nor can i be angry with my friends whose happiness is yours but i must only wait on hopeless at work wait on hopeless and work at work at work if i could if oh if i only could have as strong a cause as my poor mad friend there a good unselfish cause to make me work that would in, would be indeed happiness i know oh god mina marries journal 26 july i witnessed a man taking it in the bum hole from a fucking spider donkey god damn it where is my jonathan <laughs> 
26 <laughs> July, I am anxious and it soothes me to express myself here. It's like whispering to oneself and listening to this at the same time. And there is also something about the shorthand symbols that makes it different from the writing. I am happy about Lucy and about Jonathan. I had not heard from Jonathan in some time and was very concerned. But yesterday, dear Mr. Hawkins, who is always so kind, sent me a letter from him. I had written asking him if he had heard and he had enclosed had just been received. It is only a line dated from Castle Dracula and says he's just starting for home. That is not like Jonathan. I do not understand it. And underneath it was written <laughs> I think that's what it's supposed to be. And underneath that it was written What if but the rest of the book was just that? A soda. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like he just lost his mind at that point and wrote hee <laughs> for 300 more pages. I do not understand it and it makes me uneasy. Then to Lucy, although she was well, has lately taken to her old habit of walking in her sleep. Her mother has spoken to me about it and we have decided that I am to lock the door of our room every night. Stay in here, Lucy. Stay with me. <laughs> Let your hands wander where they will. Oh. I'm f- Don't be afraid of it. It straps on. I shaved it twice. What? <laughs> I shaved my butthole too. I'm sorry. I have a hairy butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now how much you like it when my butthole is not hairy. <laughs> Lucy showed me hers. She had just had it bleached. <laughs> it looked like a perfectly puckered rose. Or some sort of whistling peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of those chocolate kisses. Mm. <laughs> oh, I wish I you know what voice I wish I could do for Lucy? What? The chicken lady from the kids in the hall. Oh, my God. Mrs. Western has got an idea that the sleepwalkers will always go out on their roofs. I can't do it that well. <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched that. Let's see. <laughs> Mrs. Westerner? No, I can't. I have, it's been so long since. I used to do a perfect Mrs. one. Mrs. Westerner been... has got an idea that sleepwalkers always go out on the roofs of houses and along the edges of cliffs and then suddenly get... Sorry, I had to fart. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, oh my God, Jesus Christ! Oh my, this is the second time in a row. Third. Oh my. Uh, God. Is it? Well, the only way to get it out of the room is to breathe it off. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what windows and fans and matches are for. I can't. No way. <laughs> You're I, like, no, we've got to breathe it away. I wouldn't want to loose it upon the already damaged climate. That's how bad it is. It won't just affect the weather outside. It's the whole climate. We'll go up. We'll, That's right. We'll go up one full degree, degree centigrade. Right above your town in Massachusetts, <laughs> there is a hole in the ozone layer. And scientists I haven't been funny. able to figure it out yet. I don't even think the what? hole in the ozone layer is a problem anymore, is it? It's not. It's gone. Wow. Okay. Mrs. Weston has got an idea that sleepwalkers always go out on roofs of houses and along the edges of cliffs and then suddenly get wakened and fall out with a despairing cry that echoes all over the place. Poor dear, she is naturally anxious about Lucy and she tells me that her husband, Lucy's father, had the same habit that he would get up in the night and dress himself and go out. As a lady and go out? Yeah, of course, he was sleepwalking. He would put on lipstick, though. I never understood that part. He would sell handies to sailors. (laughs) 
<laughs> and when I would catch him, he would pretend to. W- I mean, he would wake up. <laughs> Poor man. What? What? I'm sorry. Why is oh, yes, I'm sorry, hand? dear. I was completely asleep. <laughs> oh, it seems that I put on your knickers again and went down to give hand jobs to sailors. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry about this, Booch. Just, you <laughs> lick it off for me. <laughs> I would not touch my hands. I don't actually like doing this. Of course you don't. But I seem to be doing it every blessed night. <laughs> How old are you? Let's go home. Dear, I have a favor to ask. Can I start calling you Jonathan? <laughs> Jonathan in the butt, I mean. Just two, two new rules. One, only from behind and I get to call you Jonathan. <laughs> All right. Is the spider... You can't make any noise, right? Is the spider donkey joining in? <laughs> oh, you and the spider donkey. <laughs> We have a thing. You said it was okay. You said we have an understanding. Like, you didn't have a problem with it. I watch you go out every night and give hand jobs to sailors. <laughs> Say anything oh, about it. I didn't realise you were watching. <laughs> oh, I'm always watching. I'm a woman. <laughs> Finish the program. Lucy is to be married in the autumn to a spider donkey. Oh, and she's already planning out her dresses and how her house is to be arranged. I sympathise with her, or I do the same. Only Jonathan and I will start my life in a very simple way, and they shall have to try to make both ends meet. Mr. Homewood, he is the hon. Arthur Homewood. Honourable Arthur Homewood. It says he is the hon. Yeah, H-O-N, period. Oh, Means honourable. I don't care about your fucking title. It's about as dumb as having the title doctor. What the fuck does that even mean? You play around with people's penises in the middle of night. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's quite right here. Yeah. My we husband calls doctors. himself a doctor. He's the dumb one that goes out in the middle of the night sleepwalking and jerking off all the young That's boys. Right. I it. I'm, I'm practicing to become a doctor, dear. <laughs> this is what they call medical school. <laughs> the only way to effectively tell one's blood pressure is by wrapping my lips around this gentleman's penis. <laughs> At 140 over 90. <laughs> now come in my mouth. <laughs> Say that I'm a dirty little boy. Say it. <laughs> You're a dirty little boy. <laughs> oh, oh, my blood pressure is way too high, though. That's okay after you come. You'll probably feel a little better. The blood pressure will go down. <laughs> Let's get the poison out. Out all over my face. <laughs> That's how he comes. <laughs> My book report by John Phillips. My favorite part of Dracula is when an old man, a Lucy's dad, talked about all the times that guys would come on his face and that her mom was fucked by a donkey spider. <laughs> And now I want to become a physician. Anybody in class want me to put their dick in my mouth so I can tell your blood pressure? All the other guys in the class are like, oh my God, Jonathan, Jonathan, are you okay? And then the teacher's like, John Phillips, go to the principal's office now. What? I, I'm i sorry. I didn't actually read the book. Um, I actually listened to these two guys called the Let, the Let Me Finish podcast named Jason and Atticus and uh, 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 u
I broke my virginity. That's how it works. That's how that works. <laughs> I bro- also, I found out that if you punch a woman in the tits, it's like hitting a man in the balls. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> she wants to wake him up in the seat of the churchyard cliff and show him the beauty of Whippy. I dare say it is waiting, which disturbs her. She will be all right when he arrives. 27 July, no news from Jonathan. Fuck you! <laughs> I am getting... Fine! Probably found some Romani tart! <laughs> Excuse me! <laughs> Uh, what was that? <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> you just excuse me. That's how they sound. <laughs> Hello, I'm a gypsy woman. I love your heart for now. I play the violin when I blow you and check your blood pressure. <laughs> this is so good. You like a beer burn on this asshole with candle wax. You can't do that. This is how I give you those pictures of buttholes. I make a wax mold of the butthole. In the olden days, like when this was set, right? Yeah. And the woman and the mother would have the talk with the woman, with the daughter, about sex. Yeah. Do you think they were frank or they said something like, just close you know your what? eyes? I bet dead. you anything they were frank because they were behind closed doors and they're like, it hurts so much the first time. Sometimes. Well, you, you remember growing up, dear, and how I told you that we bought bananas, but we never ate them and I didn't want you to touch them? Well, there's a reason for that, and that's because while I am giving all pleasure to your father, he enjoys it when I jam a banana <laughs> at the same time. Ah, <laughs> oh, those unripened, right, so they won't squish around in there. <laughs> this is just like when I was fighting those Zulus in Africa. <laughs> God damn it, we're pervs. <laughs> How do we function? <laughs> oh, excuse me, I pooped a plantain and it fell down my pant leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are the dates too. <laughs> it looks like my digestion has turned itself off. How do people still listen to us? They called me Arthur Lunchpail because I'd stick all my food up my butt to keep it safe. I I should probably be in that lunatic asylum over there. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, they keep letting me walk around. I should probably. <laughs> the poop just keeps falling out. <laughs> I have to walk around and clean up behind him all the night. <laughs> all right. Come on. Lucy walks more than ever. Oh, wait, hold on. 27 July. No news from Jonathan. I'm getting quite quite uneasy about him. Though why, I should not know, but I do wish that he would write if it were only a single line. Lucy walks more than ever, and each night I am wakened by her moving about the room. Fortunately, the weather is so hot that she cannot get cold. But it's still the anxiety and the perpetually... Perpetually being awakened is beginning to tell on me. <laughs> now I'm getting nervous and wakeful myself. Thank God Lucy's health keeps up. Dr. Homewood has been suddenly called to a ring. My throat is actually starting to hurt. To see his father, who has been seriously ill. Lucy frets at the postponement of seeing him. Oh my God. I'm getting right. like, I'm getting like throat tiredness. Hold on. Oh my God. From doing all these voices. Mm-hmm. Seeing him, but it does not touch her look. She's a trifle stouter. She got fat, that's what I'm saying. She got, she's a meter across the hips Huge. now. She's got a big old badonky donk. <laughs> she's got more than just junk in her trunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's it got me. a whole dump. <laughs> Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. (laughs) 
and they're like, it's better than yours. And they're like, <laughs> damn right, it's better than yours. I can teach you, but I have to charge. La, they're going to have a la, milk la, fight. La, la. La. These two ladies are about to have a milk fight. Squeeze them boobs. Squeeze them boobs like a future author will his wives and create one of the most boring stories about the Depression ever. <sighs> anyway, she's fat, her cheeks are pink, and she's lost that anemic look which she had. I pray it will all... I pray it will last. Third, August, another week gone. No news from Jonathan. Not even to Mr. Hawkins, for whom I have heard. Oh, I do hope he's not ill. He would surely have written. I look at the that last letter of his, but somehow it I'm does not satisfy me. on the wind. It does not read like him, and yet it is his writing. There's no mistake of that. <laughs> Lucy has not walked much in her sleep lad the last week, but there is an odd concentration about her which I do not understand. Even asleep, she seems to be watching me. She tries the door, and finding it locked, goes about the room searching for the key. Six. August. Another three days and no news. The suspense is getting dreadful. If only I knew where to write or where to go. It should feel easier, but no one has heard a word of Jonathan since that last letter. I must only pray to God for patience. Lucy is more excitable than ever, but it's otherwise well. Last night she was very threatening, and the fishermen say, we're in for a storm. I must try to, I must try to watch it and learn the weather signs. Today is a great day, and the sun as I write is hidden in thick clouds. High over cattleness, everything is grey, except the green grass, because grass isn't green, it's I mean, it's green, but it, you know what I mean. Which seems like emeralds amongst a grey, earthy rock. Now, I don't know what clouds, you mean. Explain it to me. Tinged with the sunburst, a far edge hang over the grey sea, which the sand points stretch like grey fingers. The sea is tumbling in over the shallows, and the sandy flats with a roar, muffled in the sea mist, drifting inland. The horizon is lost in a grey mist. All is vastness. The clouds are piled up like giant rocks, and there is a brool over the sea. That sounds like some presage of doom. Hawkey! <laughs> dark, fi- dark figures are on the beach here and there, sometimes half shrouded in the mist, and see men like trees walking. The fish boats are racing for home, and rise and dip in the groundswell as they sweep into the harbour, bending to the scuppers. Here comes old Mr. Swales. He's making straight for me, and I can see by the way he lifts his hat that he wants to fuck. Talk! He wants to talk. <laughs> I've been quite touched by the change in the poor old man. When he sat down beside me, he said in a very gentle way, Oh, say something to you, little miss. I could see that he was not at ease, so I took his poor old wrinkled hand in mine and asked him to speak fully. So he said, leaving his hand in mine, I'm going to cut your fucking lips off. I'm going to shove your, your fucking nose up your asshole so you sniff your own shit. Why did you not marry me? Oh, you're the wrong girl, aren't you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me put my let me put the old man's hand back in your hand. I chopped it off, though he's dead over there. Now talk to the dead hand. I'm not dead yet, you wait son a minute, of wait a, a minute. bitch. <laughs> Jason, it's a cold dead handy. <laughs> Stop it. Go. <laughs> I'm afraid, my dreary, that I must have shocked you by all the wicked things I'm saying about the dead and such like for the past weeks. But I didn't mean them, and I want ye to remember that that when I'm gone, ye old folks be daffled and one with one foot abaft and crock a hole. <laughs> what? Crock a hole. Yeah, crock a hole. <laughs> Don't altogether like to think of it, and we don't f- want to feel scart of it. And that's why I've took a making to light of it, so 
That'd cheer my own heart a bit, but Lord love ye, miss, I ain't afraid of dying not a bit, and only I don't want to die if I can help it, but my my time time must be nigh hand now, for I be old, and a hundred years is too much for any man to expect, and I'm so nigh that that the old man is already wetting his scythe. You see, I can't get out of the habit of capping about it all and at once. The shafts will be waggers they used to. Someday, soon, the angel of death will sound his trumpet for me. But don't you don't greet my my dearie, for he saw, oh, my dearie, well, he saw that I was crying. If I, if he should come this very night, I do not refuse to call, answer his call, for life be, (laughs) for life be, after all, only a waiting for something else than what we're doing, and death be all that he can rightly depend on. But I'm content for it's coming to me, my dearie, and coming quick. (laughs) Maybe coming while we be looking and wondering. Maybe it's, it's in that wind out over Maybe he'll be checking my blood pressure again with his mouth. <laughs> Bring him with it, loss and wreck. There's something in that wind and in the house beyond that that sounds and looks and tastes and smells like death. It's in it's in the air. I feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh Lord, <laughs> Lord, make me answer cheerfully when my call comes. He held up his um, you go. Oh, he held up his arms doubtfully and raised his hat. His mouth moved as though he were praying. After a few seconds of silence, he said, "I can feel it." Coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. And he hobbled off. He touched me. Oh, it t- all touched me. It's... And upset me very much. I was glad when the Coast Guard came along with his spyglass under his arm. He stopped to talk to me as he always does. But all the time, kept looking at the strange ship. Can't make her out, he said. She's a Russian, by the look of her. But she's knocking about in the queerest way. Hello, I'm a boat on the horizon. <laughs> I'm Russian. I am Russian gay porn. She doesn't know her mind from a bit. She seems to be see the storm coming, but can't decide whether to run up north out in the open or to put it here. Look there again. She steered mighty strangely, for she doesn't mind a hand on the wheel and changes about with every puff of wind. We'll hear more of her this time tomorrow. I think we should stop. And I think we should stop, too. All right. Previously on Life in High Definition. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, guys, it's it for next time. It's chapter six. Next time it's chapter seven. Next time it's chapter what? No, it's six. It's seven. We just finished six, dude. We went through. We no, went we... through like a quarter of five and all of six. Did we really? I didn't. I missed it. Okay. Yay! Next time it's chapter seven. So, so what? What? a donkey spider. The donkey spider. I want one now. <laughs> I want someone to draw it for us. Yeah, someone draw a donkey spider for and us. And not just a donkey spider, but a man do- a man taking another man's blood pressure with his <laughs> Yeah, guys, we want you to draw something that will put a get hoity- you institutionalized. Wait a minute, a hold, an old hoity-toity man with a curly mustache that curls up in a monocle giving a blowjob. My Art Project by John- <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Lewis. No wait, wait. This is a picture of a of a of a spider donkey, and this is a picture of an old man taking the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You're bad. like first first day back from observation. <laughs> He's like, and this is an old man who's using his mouth to take the blood pressure of another person, just uh-huh. like you and I did, Billy. And Billy's like, shut up. <laughs>
like that time that we touched wieners in the woods because that's the only place we could do it because you said you said that we're not supposed to do this and I'm not supposed to tell anybody. Oop. Do you remember that time? I made the that- milk come out. <laughs> <laughs> You said that it happens for you early because you're only 10 and it's not supposed to happen for another three years. Yeah, what the... Oh, you could only get those three years back. <laughs> now you're a man and you have to go find yourself a girlfriend and that you don't love me anymore and that you won't lay in bed with me anymore. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You loved me enough when my mouth was on you. <laughs> oh my God. My book report by Jonathan Phillips. I read the book called Call Me By Your Name. It is extremely <laughs> sad story about a young man who is, is just under the legal age and who falls in love with an older man that's old enough to know better. And it's really fucking sad. It's told from the point of view of the young man and how much he loves the older man and how handsome he finds him. And he comes into a peach. <laughs> That's literally in the story. It's literally in the story. He fucks a peach. He comes into a peach. And then the guy comes in and he says, are you going to eat that? And then he eats it. Why do they keep letting him make do book reports? Why do they keep letting him do it? Johnny, 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 Johnny. You may be a little too young for the. No, I'm not. Billy, Billy, Billy made me a man so I can read any book I want. Here's my new book report today. Get off me. Get away. This is my new book report. My mom won't stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) She cries directly into her wine. And and then she says, this is because... This is because I drank while I was pregnant with you, so it's my fault. That's what she said. And she said, it's because my dad ran off when I was little, so it's his fault, too. It's not my fault that I want to be somebody else's bitch. I don't understand, because Mom said he ran off with Uncle with Uncle Jack, and, and then I have... To, it's no longer Uncle Jack. It's Boyfriend Jack. I don't understand what's going on anymore. He did just buy me a BMX bike and told me to ride it pants. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse and worse for Jonathan Phillips. It just keeps getting Poor worse. Poor Jonathan Phillips. We should just name the we'll name the episode Spider Spider Donkeys and Jonathan Phillips. I don't know. Poor Jonathan Phillips. <laughs> Poor Jonathan Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ride the thing pantless because all the kids from the apartment building down the street could see me and they bully me sometimes. <laughs> and but uh, Yesterday, I got locked in a closet by my mom because she needed to wrestle with a man in another room. And he came in and he sounded like this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I love it. When you ride my dick to paradise. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... It's kind of, sort of, like when I sat on Billy Uh in his lap. He said, hit me harder, hit me harder, I deserve it. I like, I like it. (laughs) Shove it in harder, harder than that. That's good. Now I want to eat it. Give me that. Oh, it's so good, I'm a dirty boy. This goes on for a while, guys. And then my mom said that he should pet the fuzzy kitty. (laughs) And he did. It sounded like Uh this. I don't know how he worked up such speed, but that damn kitty must have been squished. The teacher, the teachers hug themselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Billy's, Billy's like, I, all right, I guess we don't have to do our homework. Can we be together this is again? The darkest ending to one of our shows ever. All right, all right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. For let me finish. This has been Jason Harding. Come on. And this has been Atticus Blake. I will chop your goddamn lips off and shove them up your butthole. <laughs> I will use your tongue as a masturbatory device until the end of time, and you will taste it when you're in hell. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Philip, get back in your hole. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. John, get back in your goddamn hole. Yes. In case Can of Terminators. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.